And that's really what this this podcast is all about. It doesn't have to be a $1,000 podcast. Welcome to the Ryan Holmes podcast, where our goal is to encourage Christian thinking and Christian living. This week, we are bringing you episode 27. If you have been enjoying this podcast, would you mind taking a second, it wouldn't take you very long, and just giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and if you could also leave us a review, that would be a huge help, and that would just help boost its reach and visibility and get it in front of more people, and so if you are enjoying the podcast and you want other people to see it, would you please go ahead and do that real quick for us? If you're using a different listening platform or audio platform, you can leave us a review on that as well and that would be a huge help um, so if you wouldn't mind doing it that would be that would be great and I would I would really appreciate it you could also take a step further and support the work that I'm doing the podcast um, financially by joining our locals community and that's at ryanholmespodcast.locals.com and it's not a dating website it is basically like a patreon but just an alternative to Patreon, and uh, you will get uh, additional perks for being a community member as well. So would you please uh, go check out that link, and you will you can join and subscribe for just $5 a month, and that would also be a huge help to me and the work that I'm doing. You can actually now get some merch, uh, some podcast merch from our store. That's retchredeemed.com, W-R-E-T-C-H, redeemed.com and our community our locals community members get 10% off every single order so go check that out today if you prefer video format you can subscribe to our youtube channel and like the videos comment share them and that's just another way that you can help us out and get the podcast in front of more people and as always if you have any questions about today's episode or just for me in general about faith, uh, any other episode that I've covered, send me an email to ryanholmespodcast at gmail.com and I can interact with you there. I'm going to link everything in the show notes below. You'll be able to find it all down there. So thank you for allowing me to take those few minutes and uh, we will get into today's episode and I hope that you will enjoy it. Now this past week, we've... We, we came through the celebration of, of Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, um, Easter weekend, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I hope that you did have a good Easter weekend celebrating uh, Resurrection Sunday and the resurrection of Jesus. And I just want to take a few, a few minutes to talk about that, just because obviously that is a huge part of our faith. That is the, the launching pad for our faith as Believers, and I pray that we would take the resurrection gospel message to heart. And I pray that it, it may impact our hearts so that we might then go and share that message. A message that is not just a good message, but rather it is the good message, the message that we need to hear, that this world needs to hear. The true message, the only message that provides real, genuine hope for the world um, around us. And I I had the privilege of being able to uh, attend uh, the church that my brother-in-law pastors and listen to his message that he preached. 
and it, it was it was a great message. It was simple, it was clear and impactful. And it was drawn from Matthew 28. And it can be summarized by, by these two phrases found at the end of verse 6 and beginning of verse 7. And these phrases were, Come, see the place where he lay, and go quickly and tell. Come and see, and go and tell. The first is an invitation to to all, um, and the second is an instruction to some. And what I mean by that, the first is an invitation to all whoever you are, to come and see the place where he lay, um, past tense, because he's not there anymore. And it's an invitation for all to come and see the fact, to come and understand and learn of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, that he's not in the grave today. And the second is an instruction, because not all that come and see will receive what is being offered to them, the gift of the, the forgiveness of their sin and a right standing before God and a relationship with Jesus, all that comes with that. Not everybody's going to accept that message, even if they're invited to see. But for those that do accept it, there is, a, there is a, a, an, an instruction attached to the invitation. Um, we either fall into one of two categories, either those who are in need of this invitation, which is all people, or those who have accepted the invitation and are now going out with this instruction to go and tell. The instruction will always be a byproduct of receiving the invitation. It's always going to be the natural outworking of a true transformation, a true heart transformation that has been transformed by the gospel and through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus' work on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. It was a great message and a great Sunday, and I hope that yours was a great Sunday as well. Uh, you know, Paul, Paul was not kidding when he said, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Your faith is pointless. Your faith is useless. Your faith is is all entirely in vain if Jesus has not been raised from the dead. So you understand the importance of Resurrection Sunday, the importance of why we celebrate what we celebrate um, throughout Easter weekend. Easter weekend. It's why the resurrection is so important. There is no Christianity without it. There is no saving faith without it. We are utterly hopeless without it. And so again, I hope that you and I will take that message to heart. We've received the invitation. We've accepted the gift that came with, came from the invitation, uh, the, 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 the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life, the gift of, of Christ's redemptive work and transformation um, in our lives. And what comes with that is it's not a bait and switch. It's not or anything like that. It is the natural outworking of that transformation in our hearts, and that is to go and tell. So I pray that you would you would take that to heart and put that into action. And I, and I and I I hope that I will with my own life as well. So I hope that I, that can be an encouragement to you. Now this this week's episode, the topic is not necessarily on the resurrection or anything like that. I I wanted to talk about an experience that I had two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I attended the SES Apologetics Conference. That is the Southern Evangelical Seminary Apologetics Conference. And I wanted to share my experience of that with you. 
it's the first SES conference that I've been to, and as a matter of fact, the first apologetics conference that I have been to. Coming from Vancouver, Canada, there's not that many options uh, available to you that you can easily go um, and, and attend one of these conferences. Now, I have to say, for for my friends and my listeners that are in Vancouver or in the greater Vancouver area, there is... Uh, uh, there is a, a great apologetics conference that I haven't, I never had the chance to experience personally, but um, that I know of, that I that I know the people who put that on and whatnot. And it's called, it's Apologetics Canada. They put it on. I think it's um, at a church out, out in Abbotsford. But there's there there's an opportunity there for you. I think it's held every single summer. And maybe I'll try and link to to that below, but um, or just the Apologetic, Apologetics Canada website. But again, there's not really a, a ton of opportunities other than that um, where I'm from. So so being where I'm at right now, um, I had the opportunity to to attend this conference and it was, it was just, it was really a life-changing experience. That's why I want to share it with you because I was just so excited about it and it was an awesome experience I listened to, I met and interacted with with many of my heroes of the faith. And it was just such a surreal experience. Again, that's why I'm sharing this. You know, I, I met many people, listened to many people who have, ha- who have had a profound impact on my faith. And many people who have, have given me answers to the questions that I have been seeking over the years, many people who are making an impact for the gospel's sake today and are interacting, are, are, are facing head-on the most difficult questions about our faith and the most difficult objections that are raised against our faith. These are the kinds of people that are addressing those questions and interacting with, with those types of things. And so, you know, the conference was like any any other conference I'm sure that you've been to. It has kind of its main keynote speakers, and then it has a bunch of breakout sessions as well. So I had the opportunity of attending uh, and meeting Dr. H. C. Felder. He's the author of this book, The African American Guide to the Bible. This is a second edition. And his breakout session was on slavery. And he talked about really the reality of slavery throughout all of human history. And one thing that has been consistent throughout all of human history is the presence of slavery. And he just, he talks about that and unpacks that a little bit. And then he he talks about the Christian impact on the emancipation of the slaves, especially here in the West. And so his session was, was, was an amazing session. And this book again is a really good book. And I'm hoping to actually have him on the show for an interview here in a few weeks. So I'm very excited about that, that he's, he's agreed to come on. So so be looking for that. We're going to talk about his work and his book and everything like that. So I'm pumped about that. It's going to be amazing. But uh, it, his breakout session was just such a good session. And I hope that I hope that we can get him on for the interview and that we can we can we can talk about that that subject as well, slavery and Christianity in the Bible and whatnot, because he really tackles that subject um, head on. So that was that was an amazing breakout session. I, I was able to meet um, Dr. Frank Turek. He did a he kind of had a main keynote uh, speech. He's the author of the book I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist and Stealing from God: Why Atheists Need God to Make Their Case. Um, He's somebody that I would strongly recommend you following and you 
getting his books, actually. I, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. That is basically the book that got me into apologetics. That one and Tactics by Frank, um, Greg Kokel, sorry. Greg wasn't wasn't at the conference, but uh, I don't have I don't have enough faith to be an atheist is what got me into apologetics, and it's it's a very good very good book, and I, every Christian should have this book on their shelf, especially if you are wanting to get into apologetics. It it walks through really the the cumulative case, something that I talked about in the the previous episode, I believe it was. But the cumulative case for Christianity, he talks about truth, he talks about the cosmological argument, which is the beginning of our universe, the teleological argument, which is the fine-tuning of our universe, the complexity of life, the inf information found in life. Uh, he talks about macroevolution and the issues with that. He talks about the moral argument for God, the Bible, and ultimately the resurrection. And he kind of just walks from the beginning of our universe all the way to the Bible and to Jesus and the resurrection. So it's it's a very, very good book. Uh, and again, I recommend every Christian have that on their shelf. Um, Stealing from God is another amazing read, and I also think every Christian should have this book on their shelf as well. But again, it just shows, that book shows kind of what atheists have to do, the fact that they have to steal from the Christian worldview and steal from God in order to argue against him. And so that is, is, a, is a helpful book as well. I was able to meet J. Warner Wallace. Now, J. Warner Wallace is the author of this book, Cold Case Christianity, a very good book. It's, it's about a homicide detective who investigates the claims of the Gospels. So... He is a, like it says, he is a homicide detective who took his skills and his abilities and applied it to the Gospels in order to figure out whether they, whether Christianity was true, the resurrection actually happened and whatnot, um, if the Gospels were telling the truth about Jesus and the resurrection, and he ended up coming to saving faith because um, of that process, which is, it, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a book that I recommend every Christian have on their shelf. He also is the author of this book, Person of Interest, and this is a new book. And what he does in this book, and I think it's 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 really exciting what he does, he looks into historically the impact that Jesus has had on the world. That's through education, through the arts, through, through and there's so many other topics that he discusses, but the tagline is why Jesus still matters in a world that rejects the Bible. It's it, yeah, it's just another 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 really really good book. Again, Jay Warner Wallace is he's a cold case detective that works in I think it's LA LA County and he's been featured on NBC's Dateline. Um, so this guy is um, he's pretty well known at least in those kind of crime scene detective. Uh, circles, but also in the area of Christian apologetics. So those are two books, Cold Case Christianity and Person of Interest, that I highly recommend you get. Another person that I met is Elisa Childers. Elisa Childers, she's the author of the book that's called Another Gospel, and this goes into her story of deconstruction and her experience in the progressive Christian world, and she tackles this topic of progressive Christianity and this movement that's been happening um, in the church. And, and it's, it's, it's a great read. I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend checking out her podcast, the Elisa Childers podcast. I'm going to link to that below because 
I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here. She is my favorite podcaster. Her podcast is my favorite podcast. That's the one that I re- listen to religiously. And there's, there's no other podcast that I listen to as much as hers. And I know it's ironic because I'm on a podcast right now, my own podcast, but yes, hers, uh, Elisa's podcast is my favorite podcast to listen to. It's, it's very good. And she interviews a lot of, uh, a lot of Christian apologists, a lot of Christian thinkers on a variety of topics. And so I, I highly recommend going and checking out her podcast. You're probably going to enjoy it more than this one, but, um, I hope I don't lose you uh, by doing this, <laughs> but she she was great. It was awesome, awesome meeting her. Uh, I met uh, a man named Hugh Ross. He is an astrophysicist, and Hugh Ross he's the author of the book uh, this book here, Improbable Planet. Uh, he authors a book called The Creator the The Creator and the Cosmos. Also, this one here, Who Was Adam, and many more. He's written a bunch of other books. But um, he's actually from Vancouver, from my hometown. So it was really cool talking about talking to him and talking uh, about uh, back home. He doesn't live there anymore, but uh, we got to talking a little bit about some areas he likes to hike and whatnot. So that was really cool uh, and really surreal meeting a fellow Canuck. But his story is really really incredible because he's an astrophysicist and he's he's had an interest in in cosmology since he was. Since at a young, since he was a uh, really young, and it's through the sciences that that that's what led him to a belief that there must be a creator behind it all. And from there, he went and tested the world's holy books and found that the Bible was the only one that could adequately explain the reality in which we see. Also, that the Bible has incredible predictive power. And his his story again is awesome. It's incredible, and I was able to meet him and his books. And his work I recommend as well. So I'll try, try to link to his stuff down below. And I believe that his work is called Reasons to Believe. And I'll, I'll, I'll link to his website below. Also, another individual that I met was John Cooper. He is the lead singer of the band Skillet. And he is a really incredible voice in the Christian music industry. I'm not necessarily if they consider their band a Christian band, but they are all Christians, and they have Christian themes to their music, but they're kind of a heavy rock band. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff or not, but he is an out, outspoken Christian and um, just a really great guy. He's hilarious. He's funny, and you can check out his podcast called Cooper Stuff, Cooper Stuff, and that's a very good podcast as well, and I guess I'll link to that below because I'm linking to everything today. But uh, yeah, again, I'll link to that, and he was it was really awesome meeting him. Uh, I met Gary Habermas. Uh, he's the author of The Case for the Re- Resurrection of Jesus, and he is honestly, he's probably the foremost expert in the world on the resurrection of Jesus. And so his resources are just really going to be helpful for you as well. So again, it was amazing being able to meet some of my heroes in the faith and uh it was it was surreal to say to say the least I, I don't know i don't know how else to explain it but it was just an awesome experience and I, I give all this information to you if for no other reason than to just share with you some amazing resources that will help you encourage you provide you with answers to many questions that you may have um you know these these are people who are taking 
taking head on the most difficult questions in life and the most challenging objections to Christianity and providing providing you with evidence through science, through history, through archaeology, through um, through the scriptures, all these different things for the truth and reality of God and the truth and reality of Christianity. And um, they're also people who are equipping um, believers to, to challenge other world views and be, be ready to answer questions that that um, other people from other faiths might bring to the Christian. So I hope that, you know, for no other reason, I hope that, that can be, those can be helpful resources for you in your pursuit of your faith, in your growth in your faith, trying to find answers to questions. And this is kind of like the final, the final kind of overall point that I want to get to. You know, this is all why apologetics is so important and why I got into the area of apologetics and why I started this podcast. Especially in the 21st century, the internet information-rich age. Information is so readily available today that as believers, we need to be ready to respond to unending challenges that come. And we need to be equipped to do so. Following the 1 Peter 3.15 model, where it says, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So this is what we've been called to as believers. We've been called to be prepared always to make a defense to anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. That's what apologetics is, is to give a defense. And there is Quite honestly, apologetics sprinkled all throughout the scriptures and especially the Gospels. And I want to show you just a few examples of that right now. I think about Acts chapter 17 and verse 22 through 34. This is, this is Paul speaking um, at Mars Hill, and um, this is what the scripture said. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God, and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said. For we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent." because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We will hear you again about this. 
So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysus the Areopagite and a woman named Damaris and others with them. So Paul provided an apologetic to the people of Mars Hill. He argued for the existence of the one true God who was knowable to them and was close to them. He argued for the resurrection of Jesus. He even used relatable examples by referencing poets that were known to the people at that time and at that place. That's just the first example. Another example would be Jesus himself, who was really known for using apologetics in his ministry interactions. How about Jesus' response to the messengers that came to him from John the Baptist? Matthew chapter 11 and verse 2 through 6 says this, Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus lays out the reasons or the evidence for why John can still have faith that Jesus is who he said he was. Mark chapter 3 and verse 22 through 26, it says this, And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. And he called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. Jesus kind of takes the scribes to task here. He gives them a lesson in logic. He begins by doing something that he often loved to do. He asked a question, how can Satan cast out Satan? So he was showing the logical inconsistency and the contradictory nature of their challenge to him. Another one is Luke chapter 20 verses 1 through 8. It says this, One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes with the elders came up and said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who it is that gave you this authority. He answered them, I also will ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? And they discussed with they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from man, all the people will stone us to death, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. I really love this interaction. A lot of times you'll interact with people that don't really care for an answer to the question that they are asking. They just want kind of a mic drop um, moment to, to stump you or make you look foolish. They're not really interested in, in what you have to say or an answer. And Jesus faces this same situation and doesn't take the bait. Instead, what does he do? He begins by asking a question. Questions can, can draw out the assumptions or the hidden agenda of someone's objection. And Jesus reveals the motives of the chief priests and scribes by doing this. 
a great example. And these are tactical approaches to approaching conversations while using apologetics. Here's a final example. In Luke chapter 24, verses 25 through 27, the Bible says this, And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This is where Jesus met the two disciples um, after he had risen, and they weren't realizing who he was. And then later in the same chapter, in verse 44 through 47, he meets the rest of the disciples and says, and it says this, Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. So he's saying, This is what I told you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Even with Jesus' own disciples, he was quick to show them from the scriptures who he was. Examples of individuals, you know, and Jesus for sure, that's all throughout his ministry, um, but examples of individuals using apologetics are found all throughout scripture. Apologetics, like I said earlier, is simply making a defense. And you can be an apologist for anything, really. You can be an atheistic apologist. You can be a Muslim apologist, etc. It's not necessarily just Christians who are apologists. But Christian apologetics is important because we need to equip Christians to defend their faith. I would love to see every single church, every church, not just in America, not just in Canada, the West, every church, I would love to see every church with an apologetics ministry. That would be amazing to see. Or just more of it implemented into our discipleship programs in our churches. But we need to be following the First Peter 3.15 model. Christian apologetics is necessary if for no other reason than the fact that there is a an enormous number, um, upwards of three out of every four young people are leaving the church once they graduate high school. Many are already checked out earlier than that. Many are not prepared to face difficult challenges when they hit university. And many are simply just not prepared to face real life and the big questions that come with facing real life. We need Christian apologetics in the church. We, we desperately need it. Um, as Jay Warner Wallace says, we don't need more $1,000 apologists. We simply need more $1 apologists. We don't need every single person who gets into apologetics to be someone who travels and speaks and has a huge platform and writes a bunch of books. We just need more people, more everyday people, church laymen, to be engaged with content, engaged with the challenging questions and objections to Christianity so that we can help people minister to other people and equip Christians to defend their faith and to be emboldened in their faith and to strengthen their faith. That's what apologetics did for me. It emboldened my faith. It strengthened my faith. It gave me courage and actually excitement about talking to other people about my faith. And that's really what this this podcast is all about. It doesn't have to be a $1,000 podcast. It can be a $1 podcast, it, even if it just reaches a few people. And 
for those who have been consistent listeners, um, I hope that this has been a help to you. And let me know if it has. I've had a lot of feedback on the podcast and a lot of episodes, and I've really appreciated it. And I've, I always welcome your thoughts and your comments and your, your story as well. I'd love to know how this has impacted you. And if it's just a $1 podcast, that is perfectly okay. That's it for today's episode. I hope that sharing my experience at the SES Apologetics Conference was encouraging to you. And I'm going to try to link to to all those resources that I referenced and all those individuals that I referenced. And if I miss something, just reach out to me and ask me some questions. But I encourage you, go and check out all of those people's works and um, get their books. Doesn't You don't have to get them all at one time. Get one book at a time. But it's just it's it's really helpful stuff, and I hope that this has been an encouragement to you, and I hope you understand the need for apologetics. And I think that if you're consistently listening to this podcast, you do understand that, and I appreciate that. And I hope that you would share that with other people, whether it's this podcast or your excitement for apologetics and learning and growing in that area. But uh, I just I'm really grateful that you chose to listen. And again, I hope you had a wonderful. Easter weekend celebrating the resurrection and I hope that that can be something that you take to heart uh, today, tomorrow, this week and start applying that to your life and reaching people for the gospel and the truth and, and, and the true message of the resurrection. And again, that's that's going to be it for today's episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions for me, thoughts, comments, uh, please send me an email to reinholmespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to visit our Locals page, reinholmespodcast.locals.com, to join our community and uh, subscribe for just 5 bucks a month. I hope that that would be something that's easy for you and feasible. I want it to be simple for everybody and not a burden, and uh, I appreciate any support. And if you are, are on the YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, And ultimately, please share this podcast and let's encourage others to think about their faith and live it out. See you next week.